So here's some news, good news, I guess. The other day, Thomas came down to the basement to take a bath, and he's like, I want to do work. I'm like, okay. And he meant, like, because I come down here to go to work at nights and when I go, you know, like for tonight and uh, for Wednesday nights and stuff, you know? He's like, so he wanted to sit in the seat that I do these recordings in. And so he's like, oh, what's this? And he sees the dice and everything for D&D. <laughs> so More this was a couple of days ago. Going. Yeah. So I explained to him, like, you know, this is the game. Blah, 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 blah. I've showed him a couple of, like, little clips from Audio Dungeon because he wants to know. He wants to know what I was doing. So I showed him how to roll a dice. That's it. And I explained to him, like, you're going to want to do something. And then you're going to roll a die. And if you roll a good number, you get to do it. And if you don't, you, you don't get to do it. So today we're doing some schoolwork down here. And he goes, Daddy, I want to play the game where you make believe a story and roll the shapes or uh. throw the shapes. <laughs> I was like, oh, so proud. I was telling the audio dungeon guys, and Tony goes, I think it would be my proudest day as a father. <laughs> like, bar none. I was like, yeah, it would be. Uh, all right. You guys ready to get started? Yes. Yeah. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time showcast. I am your host, Joe Perry, here with my co-host, Jen Isgra. How are you doing tonight, Jen? I'm doing good. It's a Thursday night, a little different again. We got to get back on our regular schedule, but should be a good show tonight. I agree with you there, Jen. And how about you, Tom Kokoza, or the co-host? What are you What are you doing? What am I doing? I've been yeah. sitting here waiting. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, th- I think it is going to be a fun show tonight. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun topic. We'll see what everybody thinks about our picks for tonight's topic. Yeah, I think we're going to anger some people and we, we might offend some people. So I'm going to apologize. It's not like that. I don't think this is that um, controversial, but you know, we might say some things that people don't agree with and are well, upset with. But I, I don't think we'll offend as much people as we did with our Min episode in my defense of her. So yeah, that is true. That less, is true. This is less controversial I, than that. You know, you know what's funny? I actually thought of a topic today for an episode that was going to be very offensive. Not not the topic itself, but <laughs> the premise of the episode would be like we solicit like theories from fans, like theories that haven't been proven or misproven, and then we rip them apart on the <laughs> on the show. <laughs> that doesn't sound nice. No, not the people. We rip apart the theories. Yeah, but still. We wouldn't have to. We wouldn't necessarily mention them. We, you know, what we could do. We we could have people email them to us, so then nobody would know who those theories were, except the people who actually. Yeah, did but it. those are the like, people that theory. would know they were being. But it's a call. It'd be like a roast, kind of, but not actually having gross. the people on stage, and not mentioning their names. It would be. It would okay. be personal attacks. It would be uh, You're surgical a attacks. Moron, and here's why. A clinical dissection of their idiocy of the theory, <laughs> idiotic theory. I don't know. Um, anyway, away with that, and let's get back on topic here. <laughs> so normally we start off our shows with news, but I am sad to say that since the show filming has been delayed, we do not have any news except that that the show is still delayed. So delayed. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's our news for the day. Yes, we're not going to talk about the fig. Do you want to talk about the fig? We can talk about the fig. I don't know. Go ahead, Jen. Start it off. Uh, I have a couple. We'll just talk about all the posts. So Yosh Stradowski is home in Amsterdam, and he posted a picture of himself with a fig. Uh, Daniel Henney is home in Michigan, and he posted um, a video and pictures of himself hiking with his two dogs. I'm trying to think if I remember any other ones. I don't think so. That's probably as good as it gets. Christopher Sheriff is wearing What Up gear that he was so nicely sent, and uh, so I thought that was cool. He's wearing, posted a picture of himself wearing a What Up t-shirt. Oh, I saw he even has a, a Abel on the uh, on the sleeve. Yeah, that's right. That was cool and nice. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Nothing exciting. But everybody's home doing their regular stuff and waiting for April, just like we are. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> that's it. I guess that's what we're waiting for April. There's a we lot of good stuff have, going on in April. So next week, let's do a social media roundup. Just like write down all the any posts that anybody makes that's like remotely worth mentioning, and we could just do that instead of news. I believe Madeline Madden posted like uh, like so, some of her favorite places to shop on Instagram. Okay, see, could have talked about that. Yeah, we could talk about that for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we don't have any news, but we've got a great topic to talk about, and this yeah. will more than make up for the lack of news. And we hope it lifts your spirits. Um, in the absence of any, you know, leaked set photos and things like that. So today we're going to be talking about scenes and storylines that we think will be cut from season one. 
Um, now we kind of touched on this. We did an episode. I think it was our second episode was uh, who makes the cut. So it was about more about characters that we think are going to get cut. And this might touch a little bit into that because, you know, scenes have characters in them, obviously. Um, what? But we're really going to focus on like the scenes and stories that we think are not going to make it into the show. And, you know, we're going to use all of our, our uh, vast knowledge of any kind of show news that we've already had up until this point. Because back then, I don't think we knew anything except the five, the Edmonds Field Five and Moraine and Land were cast. So we have a little bit of a better uh, finger on the uh, the pulse this time. So do you guys want me to start it off with my first? So we independently did this. So we might have some crossovers and things like that. So Why don't you just do all of yours? And then if me or Tom have any different ones, we could do them after. Do you do you agree to that, Tom? Is that good for you? Or I do. I do, do agree. Okay. It's the, faith, the faithful concord. Because okay. I feel like I have a lot that probably overlap with you. So if I have any that you don't say, I'll just do those and then Tom can do the same. Okay. Yes. I know we have some overlap. Yeah. <laughs> um, for sure. Because these are things we've talked about in the past <laughs> right, on our shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So the first thing on my list that I have is being cut. And I put these in semi-chronological order. Okay. Barrelon. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this for a while. I've been on the Barrelon cut bandwagon. You know, even furthermore, now that we know that Min is being introduced in block four, mm. you know, at least we think we're, you know, we've got a lot of strong evidence that she's being introduced in block four. There's no reason to go to Barrelon at this point. From the very beginning, I've been saying that Nynaeve is probably just going to leave with them. So we're not, we're not going to need that Nynaeve catching up with the group scene. That's not going to be necessary because she'll just leave with the entire group. The only other thing that happens that's semi-significant in Barillon is weeding with the White Cloaks, is that encounter with them. So I could see them either going to Barillon but not wind up going there because they have a run-in with the White Cloaks or just meeting the White Cloaks anywhere else. They could just meet them on the road or outside a village. It it doesn't need to be Barillon. Do we need to meet the White Cloaks? Well, we know there's going to be White Cloaks in Block 1. No, I mean, like, because of the way the book is written and it's mostly from Rand's point of view, if we don't meet the white cloaks there we don't know who they are so we think because we know that valda and jeff from bornhold are in either episode one or two we're gonna see them we're gonna get a glimpse into the white cloaks we're gonna know who they are so i don't think that scene really does anything for the story other than show us the white cloaks so i don't think we even need that i think if we cut to them and then we see them again when perrin and Egwene come upon them i think that would be enough yeah, especially because, and I agree with you this 100%, Jen, the people who interact with the White Cloaks in that scene are Matt and Rand, who have nothing to do with the White Cloaks in the entire story. Right. Right? Well, so there's, I, there's the later, you remember how they leave Barillon, though, remember? There's yeah. an encounter with them. Yeah. Yeah, and it does, the giant leaving Barillon, which Yeah. <laughs> it cuts giant I don't moraine. even think they should do that. Yeah, cut, right. like, it's cool, but, like, she never does that again, nor does anyone else ever. Like, it's it's kind of stupid to put that in and then never, ever do it again. Like, if you had that ability, why wouldn't you use it? Yeah, uh, they, it, it is used again. Is it? Yeah, Shy. it's used again when, um, I think it's Lord of Chaos, when, okay. who is it? Varen and Alana are in Camelin with, with the girls from Emmons Field that they brought back who can channel. Mm-hmm. I think Varen uses it. Oh, okay, I don't remember. Yeah? But, yeah. yeah. It's not as pretty sure. Obviously, she doesn't turn into a fifty-foot giant and step over a wall. No, she doesn't do that. But she does some sort of thing where I think she makes herself look larger. And uh-huh. yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I agree. But we're definitely getting white cloaks in the one of the first two episodes, and and they're going to have to establish them. They're not going to. You're not going. The first time you see white cloaks is not going to be you know with the parent and Egwene storyline. They're going to introduce them earlier on, and they're going to have to show some some way how big a douchebags they are. Right, but they can they be douchebags w- to other people. Yep. So you think it'll just be some other group? They'll just yeah. run in. And, and what about like you want to demonstrate their? Oh, how much they hate Aes Sedai. We could do another episode about scenes that aren't in the book that will be in the show, because I think that's where that yeah. that lays <laughs> yeah. that that lays in. And in my in my theorizing, you know, and we talked about that. I think we talked about this like on in episode one Ugh. or episode two, but definitely when they were cast. Like, I think you're gonna see what the White Cloaks are doing in the first episode. At the same mm-hmm. time, I think it's going to be very much like establishing the different political slash military forces in the world. So you're going to do touch bases with just this is what the White Cloaks are doing right now, even if it has nothing to do with, uh, 
you know, Rand and, and, and the Edmonds fielders. And this is what, you know, the, the, the Aes Sedai are doing, even if it doesn't have anything to do with what Moran is doing right then. I think you're going to get establishing shots of these people, you know, not establishing shots, but you're going you're gonna to be touching in with them throughout the series. So what those things are, again, I think might be another episode. But, yeah, I, I don't think I think Barillon's cut. I think we all agree with that for you, for, you know, your reasoning and the things that we kind of lose. Yeah. There's nothing that's, that happens there that needs to happen there and then. Okay. Yeah, the other things you said were literally my notes on Barillon, so I had nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think those are the three things that happen in Barillon. There's the running with the White Cloaks, they meet Min, and Nynaeve catches up with them. And those are all easily moved. We all, we know one of them is moved, and the other two are easily moved or rearranged. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it saves them a set piece, right? Because they're there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of set pieces in this in this show, yeah. and if they can cut down any ones that are unnecessary, that's gonna save them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to move on to my second one? Sure. Yes. My second cut is the scene with Bell Doman and the spray, and Rand and Matt and Tom escaping down the river. Oh no! Agree. I yeah. I don't. I'm not saying I want this to be cut. I'm saying I think this is going to be cut. There's nothing gained from it except the introduction of Beldoman, which we don't even know he's going to be in the show. If they're if they're gonna, I could totally see him being a character that gets merged into somebody else, or or his his uh, role in the story gets divided among multiple different people, other characters. No, don't say that. I don't. know. I know you don't want to say it. Um, I love Beldoman. I mean, they could. There could be a scene where they do escape via the river on a boat, um, but I think that's as much as you would see. You'd see them jump on a boat, and then the next thing, the next scene would be there'd be in they'd be in Whitebridge. Like there wouldn't mm. be any time spent on the boat. I don't think there's any reason for Bill Doman to be in season one. I just don't. I think, and especially now that we know that that Tom is not in block one, he's not going to be in Emmons Field. That Matt and Rand are probably going to have to meet him while they're traveling. I just assume that means they're going to have to be walking or be riding and find and meet him somewhere. And they're not going unless they meet him on the ship, but. I don't know. I feel like we would have known at this point if the if that ship was going to be in it. I just assume they're going to be continuing on and they'll meet him somewhere, you know, in like the third episode or something. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a discussion like if they were going to do ship scenes, they probably would be on a soundstage. It's very yeah. difficult to shoot on water. Right. They but... do, you know, they avoid it at all costs. But I, I don't think I don't think there's really any need for it. Again, it's another set piece that's going to cost a lot of money that you really don't gain much to the story. The, you know, the first book, it doesn't really it doesn't really add much to it. Yeah, that's another thing like we talked about, like, why would you hire an actor to play Bale Doman and then have him be in like a 10 minute scene in one episode? You know, he doesn't. Yeah. He's not going to come back until the second book. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I would... <laughs> at least he comes back in the second book. Wait till we get down later on where I talk about characters who disappear for like eight books. Yeah. <laughs> Out. Um, so I'll say this. One, you're killing me. Uh, two. One of the things I think that made me say, oh, I'm going to like this series was when I started reading The Great Hunt and you get that chapter early on where they check in with Bale Doman. People are trying to trap him and trick him and like kill him and like whatever. And I had had no memory of who he was. I thought it was a new (laughs) character. Right. And then I guess somewhere towards the end of that segment, I realized, oh, wait, no, this guy that they met for two chapters like on page 400, right, whatever, of the book, and then never mentioned again, he's just coming <laughs> back. And that's the kind of series this is going to be. Like any person that you meet could turn out to be an important character in this series. And I'd like them to do that once in the first season. I'd like one person that, that you meet that isn't important in the first season to turn out to be important. Uh, that's one. And There's a character. I mean, he's he's kind of important. Tom. I mean, he's kind of important in the first season. Yeah, but, he's, I yeah. think he's. I I don't know how they're going to play it up with him not being in Evans Field from the get go, but like, or or likely not in Evans Field from the get go. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a different thing. I feel like he's a like a strong supporting character in the first book. Bell Doman's literally a guy that they meet, and he's in like three chapters, and then he, or maybe not even three chapters, and then they don't even think about him again. Like he's just a guy, and then he they, they, then he's gone. And then he comes back, and then he keeps coming back, and he's cool. But he's, he's a our introduction to the Shanchen. He's our introduction to the Shanchen. He's our introduction to Ilian, Ilianers. You know, he's like the only one of them yeah. that we meet for like six books. I mean, that's not true. I think we meet some Isa Dive. But anyway, like, and he's also 
like he's the one person you know that's on boats. He's like the, he introduces like a lot of I think like geopolitical aspects to this, not through like things that he actually does, just in like his context and what he is. He's a smuggler or he's a shipper, or, like however your, your your point of view is. He also introduces the Tower of Genji in the in that segment in the first book. They can yeah, I but know. they can just see it in the distance walking. Yeah. <laughs> like Mandar made a good point in Discord that ran channels in does. that scene. I mean, he channels before that too. Do we? I mean, we, do we need Rand channeling all these different times? I mean, you, you can say once or twice is enough. I don't. I don't know if you need three times. Yeah. You, I, maybe do you even need two times? You do need multiple. I don't times even know if like the the horse thing is going to be in the the horse thing. I'll be in, in the store. How do you? How do you? All right, I want to get into it's that. Gonna be but here. I'm going This horse is not even tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's I it. Know. I don't know how you're going <laughs> like, to. No, I'll put bet, that on screen, I'll, but I'll bet a dollar. There will be dialogue mentioned about how Bella is not even tired and doesn't need to be. She's going to fix all the horses with the power, and Bella doesn't need it. I, think, I bet no you. Bet. I bet you a dollar that that's going to be dialogue. <laughs> no, no bet. No yeah. bet. No bet. So, um, <laughs> well, this it's also he gets his channeling sickness too, right? Right there. Yeah. Right. They can still do that. They don't. It doesn't need to be done on the spray or, or on any boat, and Beldoma doesn't need to be there for any of it. So, if they don't have the spray and they don't have Beldoma. How is anyone going to understand the awesome ebook cover? <laughs> the pirate shirt, pirate ebook cover. I feel like that's I the like ebook cover that they kind of. That's the ebook cover that failed. You want to move on to the next one, or do you have anything else to say? No, that's fine. No, okay. Here's where we're gonna get. Here's where we're getting into it now. That was a little. I was just wetting the appetite, people. You guys, <laughs> anyone who listens to our podcast knows I like salads and appetizers. So <laughs> we're getting <laughs> into the rigatoni bolognese. <laughs> yeah, I, I had rigatoni for lunch today. <laughs> we're getting into it now. The track ends in the palace. The palace scene, not in the show. Not in the show. I mean, we've talked about the track ends yes. about not putting them in the first season because they're literally in one scene, and these car- they're probably going to get you know they're going to get actors who are semi-famous or you know whatever they're gonna get actors that they're gonna pin down for a bu- bunch of seasons and it doesn't make sense to bring them in for one scene in the first season uh I, my notes i put that it is illogical okay. you can easily introduce them in season two which is what i think they're gonna do you're probably gonna meet them first in tarvalon in season two i am also gonna predict that at ver- at the very least morgaze's role is gonna be significantly cut from the entire series a because i don't like her storyline i'm sorry people it doesn't need to be there you know, her whole storyline with Niall and Perrin and Fael and the Shido doesn't need to be there. That's going to all get cut. I would not be surprised if we never see more gays on screen <laughs> in the show. Yeah? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we never if we never met her at all. I don't she know just, about she's that. just mentioned. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm. You know, uh. I could make a case that they that, that we don't even have Camelin in the first season because and this is the only reason I'm thinking of this is because I, you know, I've been doing my reread and I realized that Camelin, we don't go back to Camelin until book five. So for them to introduce such a large um, city and set piece and then just not go back to it for, you know, That's two or three true. seasons. That's not true. We go back to Camelin in book three. No, we don't. When do we go yes, to Camelin? I just finished reading it when Matt brings Elaine's letter to Morghese. And she meets oh, Ravine. It's Robin, oh, right? I take, Ravine, oh, I take yeah. all that back. That's right. And, and, I take it all back. And like, I just not all of it. I take, I take that you. part back. I, I take I, part I, the Camelin yeah, part back. I, so I, they can introduce Camelin, but no palace. Yeah. I, no I'm Camelin, still sticking with the no palace scene. No Camelin's a bridge too far. Where are they going to meet Loyal? They already, I mean, they announced, well, they when can, they announced. They can meet Loyal in any town or village that they yeah, pass through. Yeah, but like they annou- when they announce yeah. casting, they're like, and you'll meet these people on the Camelin road. I don't feel like you're going to put that in, but they don't go to Camelin. Like, where would they yeah. meet? But I will tell you. That's fine. But I, th- I, I, I went a little too far there. No, tr- no tracons, <laughs> no trackins, however you want to pronounce them. I feel like trackins is real, like New York City style. No, I say tracon. Yeah, no tracons. No, New York City has the trackins. Yeah, trackins. Elaine trackened. Elaine trackened. Yeah, Magace. Anyway. Glad. <laughs> Galad, Gala, Gala. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying, I'm yeah, thinking like a I, Gala mod no kind of thing. There's no, yes, nope. I, I actually had that on my yeah. list too. No palace. I don't no think palace. that you. I agree. I don't think that you meet the royal family until later. I think so too. I've been thinking of this for a while now. 
So if you're not going to get them, there's going to be no palace scene, obviously. So you get Camelin, you meet Loyal there, you see Loghain there, Basil Gill, which we know is in the show. Right. Um, so you probably get a lot, uh, you know, just a shorter shorter time in Camelin, not as much time spent My there. one, I have it in here. Here's my biggest loss of that. I know what you're going to say. Is the is the prophecy. Yes, Elida. Yeah, right? I was going to say, I hope, I, that I is, wish we would have still got Elida Like That's got to be in the show somehow. That's so great. So they could still run into Elida, just not at the palace. Just like at the store? <laughs> no, they, they could either run into her. Two things. She could be one of the Aes Sedai who's cap, part of the capture of Loghain. Okay. And when they get to Camelin, Ran runs into her when he's looking at Loghain or something like that. Okay. Or she could just be maybe staying at the at the uh, the Queen's Blessing, and they run. She runs into him there, or something that like she's passing through, or something like that. But I would be more maybe, towards the. Maybe she's she, part of the group that captures Loghain. Maybe she hears about Loyal. She comes to see him. Yeah, I mean, we haven't but heard. She of- also, there has to be some. She can't like do the, that prophecy and then just be like, okay, bye. The only reason he kind of gets away from her is because Morghese, you know, is there and lets him leave. Okay. All right. We're right. We're we're rewriting on the fly here. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying she is Morghese's royal advisor, right? She comes to the Queen's Blessing to see Loyal. She hears there's an ogre there and she doesn't know uh, like why or whatever. Like they don't, they're, they're not out much anymore. She prophesizes Rand and then runs to like, call the guards or whatever and like that's when they're like we gotta we gotta leave now and it becomes like a chase scene so like she just like that could be that could be it yeah that's right that could be the impetus for them trying to leave in the city fast you know not that the which i never it seems so weird in the story right because weren't isn't part of the reason they left like there were bands of trollocs outside like surrounding or camping outside of camelin right like, were they really worried that Trollocs were going to come and attack Camelin? Was that a real threat? I mean, no, I think it was more like <laughs> any way we leave, like, we're going to get attacked by bands of Trollocs. Like, there's no way to get out. Yeah. I know Al- Alida was looking for them, right? She was uh, searching, having the in searched for Rand, right? After yeah, I the, think so. So, I mean, you can still put that part in. I'm going to say, I'm 100%, I'm putting money down that we're not getting the Trackins in season one and we're not going to get that palace scene. Okay. I'm with you. I'm well, with you on the Palisine. I won't put money on the Palisine, but I, I can't see if we're not getting the Trackins, I can't see any reason to have that Palisine except for the Elida right, scene. No. And that could be done somewhere else. All right. Right. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Anyone want to add something else to that? To that? No. Okay. There's my hot take for the day. Okay. All, all right. right. <laughs> I got another cut. Oh, another all right. cut. This involves a character, a liked character. Um, we're cutting meeting uh, Elias. Whoa. Now, he is a character (laughs) that does not appear for eight books later, and he doesn't even play a major role when he comes back. His role could be filled by anybody. I think in the first season, either one of the Tinkers, maybe Rain is going to be the one explaining Wolf Brother to Perrin that he's encountered them or, you know, whatever. His son was a Wolf Brother or some shit like that. We can, you could even roll up the, um, uh, who's the uh, gnome character, put him earlier up and put him in the first season. His only purpose there is just to tell Perrin what Wolf Brothers are and explain it to him. You can do any other character can do that. That that could be Moraine, that could be Lan, that could be, you know, Rain or Illa or Aram. It could be anybody. There's no reason to introduce a new character who disappears for eight books, comes back and doesn't really do much more after that. I agree. <sighs> I also think the Tinkers could tell him about Wolf Brothers. Obviously they're not gonna be able to give him all the information, but they can kind of start him off on the road. Because I feel like even as much as as Elias tells him, he still doesn't know a lot about it. He's still very confused about and tries to not do it, not talk to them. He's constantly pushing them away in the beginning. So he does help him a little bit. It's good for him to see that somebody was able to live and not turn into gnome, but it's not necessary. Yeah, and uh, Elias doesn't really even tell, like really guide Perrin on the most important part is like tell him Riyadh because he doesn't go there. He stays away from it. So he doesn't even have information about much information about that for Perrin. I mean, that's, how does that's, how does that's he stay Hopper. away from it? He just doesn't go there. Yeah, but like, like Perrin, Perrin tries to not go there, and he goes anyway when he's sleeping. N- yeah, in the beginning, but then he learns to control it, and he goes right. there when he wants to. Okay. Right. I think Elias did go there, and now that he knows about it, he's like, "No, I don't want any part of that. That ain't for me." No, that's the way I always read it. And you could give more. You know, more of this could be taken on by Hopper too. 
More dialogue for Hopper. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> they're just gonna, they're, we're gonna they're have gonna that put, every week. They're gonna do like the Mr. Ed trick and put peanut butter on the wolves' lips to make them, <laughs> to make them look like they're talking. Um, oh man, like everything you said made sense, but like I feel like I don't know. I'm trying to think like if you don't know of any wolf brother that isn't just a wolf, what does that do for Parrot? Like, what does that do? Like for his character, his plot line. Now we talked about right. It was last week's episode, right? We talked about how the wolves. Yeah, well, we talked about the wolves. We talked about how the show could make you fear, like make you feel the fear the parent feels, and make you like trick you into thinking the wolves are evil and bad and part of like the shadow spawn armies, and then like you're you understand parents' fear and disgust. Whereas when you're a reader in the books, you're like, dude, just talk to wolves and be awesome. Get over it. Um, so I guess if that was something that they wanted to do, to not have any example of it going well for anyone might actually make that even more powerful. Whereas if you met if you met Elias and you're like, well, you know, sure, he, you know, he's a bum, but like he seems to really enjoy his life and he seems to be able to be a normal person. Then you're more in line with what readers are, which is like, Herod, what is the big deal? I don't agree, but. I could see them making that cut. What if, um, like, the Tinkers tell him a story about a guy they knew, basically tell him a story about Elias, that there was a guy that they knew that lived with the wolves and and maybe then even bring him in when he comes back later and then he ma- meets the guy that they were talking about. But it could always, it could be something where, like, he thinks, like, oh, they said that there, he didn't actually meet him, but there was a guy that, that I knew that, you know, could live like this or that they, you know, that they, that they knew. Yeah. I, I think that's perfectly fine. I, I think anyone could really f- explain it or at least give some sort of background on it. I mean, I'm going to say this, if he is in the show, then he's not coming back. <laughs> he's just going to be in the one scene or two, whatever, one episode. And then he's gone from the series forever. I don't he see any like reason to bring him back. He leaves them, right? When they're fighting, yeah. he just leaves. He just runs away, right? Yeah, he's just there to explain, like, kind of give parents some information about Wolf Brothers and what that's all about. That's really, that's really it. Yeah, he's out. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I don't agree with that one. I will say that. I, I think all your points are valid, and I don't disagree with anything you said. It doesn't feel, it doesn't sit with me. That's something they're going to do. Yeah. It'd be cool if they do keep, you know, it'd be cool to have, uh, you know, that, you know, that one episode with him and meeting him. I could, I'm picturing it in my head right now what it's going to look like, but I can see Ooh. them just cutting it because, you know, Rafe did say that. I just thought of something. You know, Rafe did say that he's definitely going to be combining characters and, you know, rolling up, uh, you know, small minor characters into more into major characters and things like that. So I just thought, what if Rain is a wolf brother? Yeah, it could be Rain too. Yeah. One of the tinkers like, could be a wolf brother. he takes over that. So then when he, they're in the camp, like the wolves kind of are, you know, still hanging around the camp. Yeah. Give that guy like a little more to do. Sure. I have no problem with that. Uh, anybody could take up that role. Anyone who already exists, who they're already putting in the, in the show. I'm not saying I, I like these changes, but I'm saying <laughs> I think these are changes they're going to make or could make without I'd love affecting to be in, too much the story. I'd love to be in the writer's room where they first start talking about like the arc of the season and what they're going to cut and change. It must be so interesting. So that's good. Mandar put in Discord, what about Aram being in a wolf brother? No. He's, no. He's can't too make much Aram a- cool. Yeah, he's too he's too cool. He's too much of no. an officious little prick to be a That would be cool though. He's like a bad wolf brother. That'd make that like a rivalry, uh, a pretty cool rivalry, to be honest with you. But you I would be upset if they did that because it's too much I think it's too big of a change, like a diversion from the actual story. But I could see them doing that and that would be kind of cool. But you already have his like in in Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a wolf brother though. No, but he's a wolf. Yeah. Like he's already he already fills that role in a way that would make Aram just like a minor, like mirror of him. Yeah. Plus, right. I I like uh, what you said. You can't make him. You can't make Aram cool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Joe? Uh, I have two more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more and then let you guys because my my last one kind of goes into the second book. Um. So I'll just okay. I'm gonna end mine or for now at least with this last one. So we had talked about this. A little more extensively when we talked about the um, the end of the Eye of the World. And we talked about how, you know, Rand fighting Balzaman three times in the first three books or 
in the first three seasons would be, I think, overkill, and people would lose interest in that really quickly. So I think we cut okay. the in Rand's battle with Balzaman at the end of Eye of the World. He's in it. He's in the Eye of the World, Balzaman, but we just don't meet him in person, so to speak, until later on. And he just fights Agenor and Balthamel or one or the other, or and they're going to focus more, I think, on the um, the the Tarwin's Gap part. So when do you see him fighting? Ishamel at the end of book two or at the end of book three? I, I like, don't know because I don't know how they're I don't know how they're rolling those up. Like Yeah, because if he does like the tier fight is great. Or whatever. Yes. The, not tier. I'm Best sorry. Fight. I'm reading the chat. The Falma fight is great, but then you're still gonna have two yeah, he has to fight him and the stone. Or something he has to fight. I mean, because the other guy just dies in like one second, and that's from Moraine. You could uh, Belal is like useless. So he, he is. Really you is. can make him not useless though. You can make Rand kill Ishamael in the second at the end of the second season. But Fame, he doesn't come back. He's dead, dead. And then Belal's just more of a, a formidable opponent in the. He's dead. Interior. He can't be dead. Why not? He's dead. He's instead and of then dying. He comes back. Well, he yeah, back. he'll come back as Moradin, but. Well, but he's going to skip a whole season and you don't hear from him? That's weird. Well, he does, he does anyway. You don't hear from him in Dragon Reborn, right? Uh, in, um, you, in Shadow no, Rising. you don't hear from Moradin until... Oh, uh, you don't? No. Crown of Swords, maybe? He doesn't no. Come I know, but this is a TV show. Or is show. it the end of Lord of Chaos? I think it's in Lord of Chaos. I think. I, I haven't gotten... Like I'm in Lord of Chaos right him. now and I haven't, I haven't met him yet. I've met Osengar and Arangar. They're introduced. You don't meet Moradin yet, that's for sure. I mean, maybe at the end, but... I mean, I guess that would be a pretty good reveal if, like, Three seasons later, he's just like, "What?" I don't think you're going to get the same actor to play both those characters. I think you're going to have, like, I think it's going to. If you're going to disappear him for a season or two, then yeah, you'll probably get a new actor. Especially if you're going to disappear him for like two or three seasons, and then he's supposed to be like thirty years younger. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's supposed to be the same age as look look the same age as Rand. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but you can do the battle over Falme and not not have Ren think that he killed him. Just to think that yeah, I beat him in the fight and then like we won and that was it. And he's still out there. Yeah, I have no problem with that either. Yeah. But cut him from the first season. Cut the fight from the first Next season. Next time, Gadget. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like, a, yeah. you know, like an 80s cartoon. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's the Shredder or, you know, Dr. <laughs> what's his name? Dr. Skull? What's what's the bad guy from Spectre Gadget? Uh, the, Dr. Claw. The Claw. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. Yeah, I just I don't know though. Like I'm trying. Think of trying... Skeletor. I yeah, they were calling I... Skeletor Doctor Skull. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Skeletor. <laughs> I was thinking of the Shredder or Doctor Claw. Um, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do. Like if they start rolling seasons up, uh, books up into you know seasons, like how are they gonna do? Two and three was the difficult one for me. Like how are they gonna do that? They have such epic, iconic endings. And what are you going to do? Put like the Battle of Falme like in episode six and then try to wrap up, you know, he come, more uh, Ishmael comes back at the end of the season. Like, or are they going to be two separate seasons? I, I don't know. I will say this. I feel like you could do, first of all, I, I've said this before and we're getting a little off. Sorry. The Great Hunt does not have a lot of things happen in it. And I think that you could do that in six episodes pretty easily uh, and get everything that's important to the, the Great Hunt in. Now, they can do one of two things. Either they can put in a lot of stuff that's not in the Great Hunt in. So you see a lot more Aes Sedai stuff. You see more White Cloak stuff that we talked about earlier in this episode. Or you can do that and just have, like, there's this huge battle. It's over. And then the season ends with Rand leaving. You know, like, you get the first, you know, eight or ten chapters of of the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the cliffhanger of the thing is, like, well, he's gone and we don't know where he is. You know? And like they have to go find the dragon, and that's the end of the second season. Dragon Reborn is also a lot of traveling. Yes. Well, a lot of things happen. Is. They they meet, yeah, they meet a lot of people in Dragon Reborn, but there's a shit ton of traveling. Yeah, well, they yep. they, they travel from one side of the world to the other, right, yeah. or, or the continent to the other, right. So I'm going to go one farther than you in your last <laughs> prediction, Joe. Okay, Joe, I'm sorry. Do you want to go first? I'll leave no, that you as a can tease. go. You can go. Mine are. I have no hot takes. They're all takes we've already been over. But so you okay. go ahead. If I don't even get to mine, it's fine. Go ahead. He hasn't been cast yet. I'm going to say no, Ishamael in the oh. first season. Shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. You shut your mouth, Tom. Yeah, I don't, shut I, your I, mouth I, when your you're talking mouth. to me. 
I this so is no a hot dreams? take. Uh, you can have dreams, but you don't have to have an actor play a Shamael. You can have it be who's in the dreams then. Just whatever. Maybe a voice actor. A voice? It, could be a, it could be like they do like uh for the first, you know, when you're watching the Usual Suspects and you don't see Kaiser Soze, and they actually have like three different actors play him, right? It's just a guy with like flame Flames. face. Yeah, it could be flamey face. Is Kevin Spacey going to play Shamael? I don't know if Kevin Spacey is going to be doing anything in, in anything that anyone <laughs> wants to be a part of. And I definitely don't think Rafe is going to be casting him uh, in any in anything. But yeah, I think that you cannot have Shamael in the first season at all. So that's my first take. And that's my hottest take. Okay. So you're not cutting dreams, though, and it's just going to be a voice actor yeah. doing parts in the dreams. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then there's no... Then there's no fight, right? <laughs> you have the two Forsaken show up. You know, uh, one gets killed by what's his face, uh, Jolly Green, Green Giant. Yeah, and then the other Free one, Beard. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. I love Smeshta, <laughs> and he's awesome. Anyway, so Smeshta kills one. The other one overdraws the power and dies, and then Rand saves Tarwin's gap, and like that's the like that's that's his big end of. So when. As so when Ashamael does appear, who, who, what do they do then? They're going to get a different voice to do him. Yeah. Well, first of all, like he doesn't. He only appears in dreams and stuff. Like in the first three, like you don't see Ashamael. Like, do you see Ashamael interact with anybody? Yes. Like as a person? No, in the dreams only. Yeah. But so. he interacts in there. They describe him. Like you see him. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get somebody. Like you can get somebody for him. Like when he's talking to Ram, when Ram first is branded with the one Herod, and like he, that's like the first like conversation I guess he has. Maybe the second one. But I guess you can get somebody to play him then. But you don't have to get an actor <laughs> of note because again he's in the dreams and his eyes turn into fire all the time. And like, but you're gonna have a different voice. You can get. I don't. Know, I don't know what you mean. Make but, his voice sound like Well, when you hire distorted. an actor to Make play him. Make it sound him, distorted in the dreams or it's something. It's going to be a different voice than the person who did the voice acting because you're not going to get the voice actor to play him when he actually appears, right? Yeah, but I guess I guess one, you can get a voice actor to play Shamael straight and then just have that guy do the voices all together for every time you see oh, him. Oh, you want to do like a Darth Vader thing? Yeah, you do something like that. And yeah, and then you don't need to cast an actor, a face actor, until you cast Moradin. Until Moradin? Yeah. What about when he fights him? You have a body. You have a guy there. But it's like, a stuntman? Yeah. It's, I it's, thought it's, you it's, it's season Ray, two. It's Ray Park as Darth Maul. Ray Park didn't, but say, then you see, <laughs> didn't say any of Darth Maul's lines. You see him like, interacting in books two and three. Yeah. In like, dreams and stuff. I, he's, with Tom's, Tom's proposing a Darth Vader where it's just the guy in the suit is not the voice. Yeah. But then why not just get an actor? I, I don't know. I'm saying you don't need... You're hiring two people, I guess, to, to do one person's job. Yeah, uh, I understand well, why they did it for Darth Vader. It's James Earl yeah, Jones. But, I mean, but we're not... Oh, James Earl Jones gonna wasn't going to go in that suit. Right. Is, 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 oh, yeah. is James Earl Jones going to be the voice of Ishmael? I'm mm. I'm thinking of um, the show Heroes in the first season. They had the character of Siler was just like a guy in shadow with a baseball cap on. You never saw him. And then I don't even know if it was until... It was either the season finale of season one or season two where they actually cast... No, yeah, he's. I think he shows up. He shows up at the mid, the midpoint of that season, middle first season. Yeah, the save the cheerleader, save the world episode where they do it. I don't know. I I know the beginning of when you see him. Yeah, yeah. it's not him. It's just like another guy. But um, yeah, I don't know if I would continue that until I think once you start seeing him, like not in a. Well, I guess he's always in dreams, kind of. But or in like the when he's at the dark friend social. Is that in Teleron Riyadh? We don't even know that, right? The Dark Friend Social? Yeah. Um, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If we ever do we see him outside of until he gets to Falmouth? They're, we... they're in Teleron oh, Riyadh in, the, in, the, in the flesh. Oh, they're in the flesh in Teleron Riyadh? Yeah, because I think they get summoned and they go through like a gateway into Teleron oh. Riyadh. I think they're yeah, you I see, think So the the first time you see him outside of Teleron Riyadh is when they're in the portal world? Yes. Okay. And then later on in that book yeah. yeah i don't know I, and then what know. happens at the end of of i i don't know where the hell they are when they're fighting in the sky like i don't yeah. know what that is i don't know how they're gonna do that yeah it's gonna be weird I, i'm saying you don't need to have him in there they didn't cast him and sure probably every scene that he's in is a scene that's not um you know it's it's a, it's a closed set scene you know it's a it's an indoors scene most likely so like there wouldn't have been set photos with him 
but I don't think he'll be in it. I don't think you need to have him there. And again, it addresses the issue of the Rangers beats him three times in a row and how weird that is and how it like sets him up as less of an effective villain than he really probably is. Like he doesn't win, but if he won, it would be a really depressing series. He has a lot of good plans that really work until he loses. Uh, If he doesn't get beat by Rand three times in a row, it makes him a little bit more of an effective guy. Yeah. If Rand needs a magical super sword to to finally be able to defeat him, like that makes him more effective. So then who's the bad guy in season one? I think Rand just, he fights the two Forsaken and then he goes off and he saves Tarwin's Gap from the Trollocs. But the the bad guy's people you don't meet until the the very end. (laughs) The Trollocs are the bad guys. No, yeah, I think you would have oh my the God. Foot Clan. The oh Foot my God. Clan. You're just making me what? think they're going to do something like they did with the Hobbit movies, where they just make like a make up a bad guy, like one of the orcs is like a oh, like super a smart. Orc tro- no, Narg. Narg just leads all the Trollocs all the time and talks. Oh my God! If they do something like that, I'll like, probably no. You're talking about the Hobbit, myself. but who's the guy in um, Return of the King that like sidesteps the the big like stone they throw out of? Uh, Oh, like the, the albino orc guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but he doesn't even have a name. He's just like an orc. <laughs> they, they make like a whole, they created a whole character oh, I don't, I in didn't the see Hobbit movie. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Like, as soon as I immediately disliked that movie, like, from with, like <laughs> 10 minutes into it. Yeah, I didn't even, I, like, I didn't even watch the third Hobbit movie. I, oh, I didn't even watch the second one. I watched, I think, uh, I, I didn't see it in the theater, but I think I watched it. But yeah, that was, wait, those, was yeah. the first one you took? I don't even, I saw the first one, but I don't remember. Yeah, oh, there's this whole orc. He's he's like got he has some sort of vendetta against Thorin, and it's like a whole recurring oh, the thing going like theme throughout the entire first movie, which was awful. Yeah, it's god awful. The Hobbit cartoon. So they better not do anything, Rafe. If you're listening, do not do something like that, please. If was, you're listening, the Hobbit cartoon please, is like 78 minutes listening. long and perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I agree there. All right, so no, okay. I want to be clear on what I'm saying. I'm saying that not only is there no conflict between. Ishmael and Rand at the end, but I don't think they're going to cast an actor to play that part in the first season. I think that he'll be in the dreams as a voice, as a shadowy figure, as a flaming face, but I don't think it'll necessarily be an actor. And I think you just do a voice actor to play that part, probably for the first okay. three, the, the adaptation of the first three books that you can get somebody. All right, I do that. Yep. It's a stunt guy doing yep. the body, right? Yep. They just get a stunt guy and then the voice is somebody else. Yep. Okay. I'll That's buy that. A hot take. All right, but that means he's still in the first book, though, uh, the first season, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm saying he's not cast. There's no and Billy Z. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I have one other one, Jen. Do you want me to go do that one first, and then you can do yours, or do you want to go? Give us something, Jen. Let me go because I don't want to be like anticlimactic for the end. All right. <laughs> um, I think um we're cutting out White Bridge. Along with many, most other places, I think we knew that we were cutting out most of the traveling. But I think we need to go from Shader Logoth to, let's just call it Four Kings, but any of any town could be um, where they would meet Tom. And I think that Tom sees Rand Channel and that and knows what he did, and that's why he goes with them. And then they're going straight from that town because then they also have to go to the Grinwell farm at some point and then straight to Camelin or wherever um, and meeting up with everybody else. So cutting White Bridge. Getting, I think we're getting, yeah, we're cut, I think we're getting one little town. The channeling happens where they also meet Tom. Then they go, then they meet the Grinwells somehow in there. Cause I think if you keep adding towns upon towns, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, White Bridge is a big stop, but I don't necessarily think we need that. That's where they lose Tom, but yeah. Tom is not even with them yet. So, like, what they can't lose him one minute after they meet him. Well, so, so, that's, that's, so that's a good point. We don't know when they're introducing Tom. We think that he's not in the first block. Right. Was he only supposedly in block two? I don't remember. Or two and three. I don't remember. I feel like he was only in block two because when I was putting together my my show breakdown, I had them meeting him in, like, the beginning of episode three, and then he leaves in the end of episode four like it was that fast so to try to maximize the time that they're with him but then okay so then where do they meet him and then where do they lose him i say they meet so they say they go to four kings they meet him literally at that time is when he sees him channel 
The channeling happens with the lightning. Say Tom is with them for that. Then he continues on with them. Maybe he's showing them. Maybe he's showing them the way to Camelin. Maybe he was on his way to Camelin anyway. So after that happens, he wants to help him, and he takes him to Camelin. At some point, they come across the Grinwell farm. Maybe they sleep in their barn or something at night, and then they get a ride to Camelin or whatever from him. We don't have a lot of time to be stopping in all these different places. I yeah, I agree with you. Then I think Rafe mentioned it too, right? That they're not gonna. They don't have you know enough money to stop at you know ten different towns. Yeah. All right, you know what? That ties yeah, in with cutting this. I think we got to maximize. This. I think we'll get a lot of scenes, some conversation scenes with him too, like to maximize the impact that happens. You know, I don't know why I'm afraid to spoiler it, but I, don't, I, don't I want him either. to get close, close to them. You know, and and give us a reason if it's as short as two episodes with him to give us a reason to. Uh, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent now, but. Give us a reason to care and for them to care when he sacrifices himself for them. Yeah. I mean, that'll tie in with cutting the, the whole spray and bail them on sequence. Right. Yeah. We're cutting, get rid of White Bridge. No just boat. Go to they, a, just, they just, maybe they still have their horses or they get, you know, they. Yeah. They have their horses or they. Lose their yeah, horses. Or they're walking. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The, I mean, that situation has to be figured out because Maureen and, Maureen and Lan and Nynaeve, I think, still have horses, right? So, Yeah. But so so there's a thing. Yeah, what, that's, some, that's my next one. That's my next one. Well, at some point, <laughs> so we have to think if they're going to use the coins in the show. I don't because, think they're going to use the coins. Well, they, there's got to be some way that they know. All right. So no, we're, we're, no we're, this is what, this is how about she just yells effect. out? They, no, actually, she doesn't yell anything out. They know where they're supposed to be going. So she just says something like, I hope they're all smart enough to get to where we said we were going and we'll meet them there. Okay, but. Are we cutting Moraine and Lan and Nynaeve rescuing Perrin and Egwene? Yes, that was my next one. Okay, so then, okay, yeah, so this is folding, because I was we about to say, there's, know, there's no way yeah, they would we, find them without the coins. We already know from the leaked audition well, things that she's... We don't know that those are real, like, real okay, actual but scenes, we but yeah, I agree with you, I agree with that you. That she's meeting up with Aes Sedai somewhere, and I don't, just, there's not enough time to be going back and forth all over the place. And we talked about this last week, too, that we think that the wolves are going to be helping them escape instead of Maureen, Lan, and Nynaeve, and why that's a better idea for the show. So, yeah, that's also out. Okay. That's two different ways that Nynaeve impresses Lan, or wants to impress Lan, that we cut from the show. Her yes. tracking them, and her getting the horses and, you know, helping to free Perrin and Egwene. So she's going to have to come up with some new ways to impress him. She's going to get them away from the Aes Sedai. <laughs> oh, maybe. That's as impressive as you can get. I'm with you on that too, right? We talked about that last uh, week. I, I yeah. think that's a good yeah. way to go. It empowers everybody in the same way. It doesn't leave uh, Egwene and Perrin kind of behind Rand and Matt in, in like their survivor enus. That's a word. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you on that part. I don't think they're cutting White Bridge though. I think that's, I think they're going to keep that. I don't know. They are cut. You're right. They're going to cut a lot of like towns they travel to, but I think you're going to get White Bridge for four kings. Everything else in between, whatever Market Sharon and Carrisford and whatever else the other town is they go to, that's all gone. What about all men bunt? All men bunt. I he's probably gonna get cut too. You're he's, probably gonna get He's all men, Joe. <laughs> Wait, he is who's all the one men. that who is the one that is going after them of four kings when he channels? What's that guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, is that Harold Goad? That's Harold Goad. I oh, always get confu- confused okay. with Florian. Yeah, I don't Gale. know who Almond Bunt is. Where's Almond, Almond, Almond Bunt? Bunt is the guy who takes them into Camelin. At the and then, when Rand comes off of Dragon Mount, he walks through Almond Bunt's orchard and like makes all the apples grow, and like it's like at the end. At the end. At the end. Of well, the, that, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. At that. the end of um. Well, at the beginning of the last book. Uh, is it at the beginning of, or is yeah. it the end of? A, it's the end, not the end of Towers of Midnight. No, it's I the think it's, of, uh, Wait, does he tra- he travels there? No, I think. You remember when he goes to he goes to Dragon Mount and veins right, of gold, right. and he has melt. Yeah, he walks down from the from the mount, and he's all happy and giddy, and he. Yeah, but that's not near. Oh, maybe the Elman beginning Bunt's of house. of uh, Towers of Midnight. You're right. Maybe <laughs> Towers of Midnight, where he does that because the Dragon Mount thing is the end of. Let's uh, okay. call it whatever the hell. Yeah, you're right, Jen. There's nowhere near. Yeah. <laughs> They're nowhere near each other. I guess who knows? I didn't. That's a good point. When I get, oh, I, I think Almond Bunt leaves Camelot and he's living with his sister. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not and Rand somehow knows that. No, he got I, a good deal. The, the house, the housing market was touch. good. He, he kept in touch with Almond Bunt. They've been penthouse this whole time. <laughs> he's he kept in touch. He knows Jen, exactly where he moved to. He's all men. 
He's all men. He is the uh, supposed to be the epitome of the noble, good, salt of the earth oh farmer. And he that's does, the one that he's driving them, and, and then gives, like he's driving them again, and people think it's two people, but it's just like weirdly cut. No, that's a different guy. Oh, that's not him. He's literally <laughs> the guy who takes them into Camelot. Different guy. Oh, I don't the remember. guy who yeah he knows that they're being looked for, but he doesn't give them up. Yes. and like I think Rand oh, asked him okay. like, "Why didn't you tell them? You know, you could have gotten like fifty silver or whatever it was." Right, and um, he, he said what, like, he "I had, forget what he says." Yeah. I don't know if he had kids once or he had he was young, whatever it is. But basically, like he okay. knew it was the right thing to do. And like the other guy is good too. He gives them the other guy gives them scarves and like, but he sends them on their way because he's not going that far. Okay. No, I don't think they're gonna almond bunt. I don't think. And it's probably not. It's probably Almond Bunt, but anyway, uh, I doubt that he's going to be cast and then not show up until the the, the last season. But we're I think Rafe should guys, play Almond Bunt. We're cutting Almond Bunt. Yeah. Sorry, he's cut. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, you got anything else? No, I'm done. I got one more it? thing, and then we're I'm done. Okay, good, perfect timing. All right, and I've talked about this as a possibility. Uh, when the set photos came out or leaked where they had the things and we didn't know whether they were, you know, we, we think it's the Waygate, right? I think it's them coming out of the Waygate, probably in Feldara. I don't think that the Ways are going to be in the series. And I think that the Waygates Ooh. and Portal Stones are going to be combined into one artifact. That is my prediction. Ways cut. They're meaningless. Nothing happens to them. No, Wait, they, so I, uh, they're they're so they're. How do they get to? They, they, it, how do they get? It's to just the that? portal stone and the way gates are the same thing. Like it's just the same device, and you could just travel from so, one to the other. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Um, so that's it. They use it correctly in the first one, and then Rand tries to use it by himself and doesn't do it successfully. Right. So rather than them being two separate devices, and nobody knows what portal stones are. Everyone knows these ancient devices, and Borain knows how to get to Faldara. So then, mm, so they she activates she activates it in Camelin. They go to where they go. she doesn't know how to use them at all, except she just knows that that's why they go there or whatever knows. Blah, blah, blah. It could be any reason, right? But that's what it is. There's no ways. The ways as a concept are something, and I talked about this I think in a prior episode, right? Are something that they're built up to be like this Chekhov's gun that doesn't get fired to the point where like. Right. I thought it was the opposite. I thought the portal stones were, <laughs> were the, were the ones yes. that were, yes, if you're going to cut one, you cut the portal you stones. You do. You make them both. I also think, and I, I I think that this is going to happen. I don't think that they go to the portal stone world. I think that there's that's, that is also meaningless, right? I don't think that that, that happens. I think that Lanfear could just take Rand and Urine and, and, and Loyal and separate them from everybody else. And like whatever it is, like Rand just activates the stone again. He's somewhere else, and he has to try and find the the, the horn anyway, right? It doesn't have to be that he's in a different world. He could just not be with everybody else, and they're, the chase is exactly the same. Other than you see a Grom, which whatever, nothing happens in the portal stones that needs to happen in the portal stones. And then again, you have the same thing. Like now, Rand's used them twice. He tries to use them again, and the flicker can happen because he does not use them correctly, right? And you can make I, mention of the I fact agree with you. that they. They could say, like, they can go take you to another world or whatever, and then that makes the flicker thing work. You can combine the two things into one concept, into one, de- like, one magical device, and you don't need to be in either of them, right? So, we, yeah, we talked about this when that Waygate Portal Stone picture came out. I, I had an extra item on my list that I didn't talk about, and one of the, it was Portal Stones because we're kind of dipping into the second book and, you know, we did. We really didn't know where the first season's going to end, so I, you know, I just put it there as an afterthought. But I think they're going to keep the ways and just get rid of portal stones. I think we're gonna we're gonna get the ways. I mean, I see what you're saying. It's it saves a lot of time and TV time and just saying, you know, that we use a stone and we're there now. Right. There's there's no like traveling. I mean, they use the ways again in what Dragon Reborn. They use them in Shadow Rising. They use them. Or they try to use them in the Great Hunt, but they don't no, actually. The girls use them. Oh, that's right. The women use them. The girls use them in sh- in Great Hunt. The women, Hunt. excuse me. The women use them. <laughs> um, I have a, I have two things. One is that when they come out of Feldara, it looks like they're coming out of a gate. It's yeah. not like a stone, unless they just do designing it differently. But my main comment is that if Maureen knows how to do it, then why is Loyal coming with them? 
Or maybe if he doesn't, maybe Loyal knows how to do it. Like no, Loyal knows how to read it, and Lorraine knows where we want to go. Right? It's true. It it still uses the one power, but Loyal's the one who knows which which marks to use or whatever. Which you know, which okay, so uh, he can't activate it, but he knows how to use it. He can translate the symbols on it, right? And so then, then and then the, and that even works later on because then Rand could be like, "Well, how do we get back?" And he's like, "Well, someone has to channel into it," and Rand can't figure out how to do that at that moment. So they decide to hoof it, you know? I like this. I like that. The more I talk about it, the better I like Does this idea. Does Laurel even know I, that I Rand like can it. channel <laughs> No, at that point? No. He doesn't. So he can be like, oh, all right. Well, then I guess we can't use this. Right. Yeah. I don't like it, but I see your points and I see like people in the, in the producers and the writers nodding their heads. Right. But Mach and <laughs> Shin. You cut, you're cutting Mach and Shin. You're cutting the whole atmosphere of the ways. You are. And they're cool. But there are also some of that don't get That's used. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and they don't. For they, money, it's pitch black. You can just stand in a room. But, the, but no, but the, the ramps step, that seemingly. Step down. One ramp. Step down. It's all, the, step it's all down. the different ramps and stairs that look above and below each other. Yeah. And it's, you know, the whole, uh, like the MK Escher. What is it? Is that the MK Escher? Escher? MC Escher. MK Escher. I like people like saying his name, so. Yes. Yeah, like so I could. You're right. I I don't like it, but you're right. I could see them cutting yeah. it, and just to save time and say again, save money and save another set piece. I want to be clear. I don't like it in the fact that I think that they should be cut. I don't think they should be cut. I like the ways. I think they're cool, but I like the fact that you can cut them out, and narrative narratively, you don't really lose anything. It, it's kind of a self-contained piece. I think that when you talk about the metaphysics of the world. Not seeing that stuff really loses something of that part of the conversation, and, and I think that. Might so be- how does uh, parent? How does parent and his group get to, back to Emmons Field? I don't know. In the Shadow Rising, I don't know. Maybe does they could just like for them. Yeah, there's a way gate, and they just walk through it. But instead of going to the ways, it's just like a teleport. It's like yeah. a gateway. It's like Stargate. Yeah. Like Stargate. And then they discover how to make gateways, and they don't use it anymore. Yeah, I agree. That's what I think you were getting at, right? It's just yeah. like you you click on you you press a stone and channel into it yeah. uh, an image. But you could do like it the, the same way stones. with the leaf and every. You could just take the leaf out and make it the same as a way gate, but there's no ways. And then well, you have to. You have you to cut like the determine. Stone. Oh, you want to do the flicker thing though? Yeah. Well, no, not even that. You have to. There has to be a, where, where does going. this come out? Where you're going? Yeah. There has to be something. Ah, oh, that's so true. you'd have that's to like true. combine, like Tom said. You you put like maybe the the symbols. Okay, yeah. From the portal stone on the way gate, and the, you know you channel into the, the symbol, and then the gateway yeah, yeah. opens up, and you just right. you, you ride through it or jump through it or whatever. Yep. Um, I all right. I I buy that. I don't like it, but I'll buy it. All right. What if you go through? <laughs> somebody just said something in chat that reminded me of something. What if you go through the door, and then there's like a whole bunch of doors, just like in a circle, like um. The Nightmare Before Christmas when he's going to the different world, and there's just like a bunch of trees, and you can go through any door, and then like. While they're in that one little area, that's when like Machinshin starts to come after them. But it's just like all the doors are right there, one area, and you just walk through the one that you want to go to. Like an evil foyer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just, I'm, picturing, I'm, I'm like, picturing monsters that way you now. You get Machinshin. Um, <laughs> no, it's just like they're all there in one like room, basically. You, and Mach and Shin could be there, but you don't have to do all the ramps and the traveling and the wasting time. But so as soon as they go through, it's, it's like you're, just in a, like you're in a small, you're in like a little room with the with the Mach and Shin is on the other side. It's of the very room. Tall. No, it's like the ways. It's, very tall. it's like he's you're sl- in the ways. He's coming no, down. but like he's slender. But like it's darkness all around you, and you just see the different gateway doors or whatever. And then like maybe she needs loyal to find the right one, and then you literally have to just like. Go as fast as you can, because as soon as you come out, like Mach and Shin smells you and he's coming. So it's like a little bit more tense than like walking for three days in the pitch black and camping, and then finally it comes. You know, I'll tell you what, with all these cuts we're making, they could they could wrap this up in about five or six episodes. <laughs> I have to say, I, I'm stuck on evil foyer, and I'm I'm just hearing it in my head as if Sabotage was singing it. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're thinking of gutter the ballet? Gutter ballet singing, yeah. You're singing evil foyer to exactly. gutter ballet. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I didn't listen to anything that was said after that. I, know, man. I like oh, it. Uh, I have a really good vision in my head of what it should look like. Okay. I want you to talk to a, a sketch artist, Jen, and I want this evil foyer with Mach with It's Mach not a foyer. There's it. no ceiling. <laughs> There's no ceiling. It's just blackness going up forever. 
Yeah, oh, okay. it's it's and the same. Like the gateways around. It's a void. It's just a black void with doors. Yeah. Right. Basically, so that you always come to the same spot. Okay. Okay. All right. This is it. I'm telling you, that's what it is. So just write it down. Do you have something else, Tom? Or no, we, I'm done. Gonna... I'm lo- I, that's it. We're locking it All in right. with Jen's prediction. <laughs> with an evil foyer prediction. Evil foyer. Uh, we're gonna end it. See, Jen, and you didn't think you had anything good to end I didn't. with. Now, right on, <laughs> right on the money. Perfect ending. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that was a good. <laughs> this was a good one. We got a lot of good ideas in here. I don't, I don't think we were too. Uh, I don't think too many people get upset. Um, <laughs> not until any of these come true, then they'll yell at us for sure. it and blame us. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap it up here. I think we. I think we got everything we needed to get to. So I just wanted to remind people to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can join our Discord server to continue the conversation over there. Mm-hmm. Also, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate that. It's a great way to support us. Um, you could also support us by checking out our merchandise and Patreon pages. Links to the aforementioned are all included in the show notes. Um, anything, guys? Any any last things you guys want to add to this? Uh, I don't think so. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You'll hear us next time. <laughs>